the drowning of Christopher French. He'd fallen in in the middle, a good 50 yards from shore, and from Whitaker's parking lot, it was a hundred yards to the lake, across the road, along the edge of the baseball field, and down the service road to the beach. So it was, of course, too late from the beginning, given such god-awful cold, 13 degrees and an inch of two of snow that crackled as you walked, ice on the lake like a metal vest. Sid showed good sense and stayed rooted under a dying pine, his eyes like burned-out lights and his face a slash of white. Above him, the frozen branches popped, dragging a limb. I started out. My Christ, it was cold out there. I'd shucked my coat and a stiff wind. Crouched low, I shuffled, walked, ran, the limb flip-flopping like a broken leg. The lake detached itself from shore. The trees and rocks receded to a blur. The ice began to spin. As best I could, I went a straight line to the rink. From it, I could see him thrashing. I could hear his shouts for help. The light cavorting about the hole, and next to him, the red rubber ball. At ten yards, I could see his face. At five, I went down on my belly. Pushing the limb ahead, I inched to within half a foot of the edge. My God, as if glass blonde, he was encased in a thin skin of ice. His hair matted against his skull. And from his forehead, tiny shards strung like lights on a Christmas tree. I called. I offered him the limb. He tried to grab it, but like the webbed foot of a crippled duck, his arm flopped this way, that. Eyes were the only things that worked. They were bluer than any I had seen. Transparent murals of bewilderment and agony that hammered, hammered me. Then something snapped. I tore my eyes from his and looked left. The ice, the ice was giving way. From shore, a voice broke in, and I withdrew. The cracking stopped. Again, I inched ahead. Again, the limb. Too late. All I could do was watch as he went down, the red ball bobbing in the backwash like a fallen sun. Across the lake, three men approached. As they came near, he's gone, I said, explaining nothing anyone could do. But one whose face was flannel said, my ass and went down on his knees, and like a legless man with stumps set firmly on a dolly, shoved himself ahead, then back, each time the ice began to crack. His name was Doyle. I threw the limb down on the ice, screaming at him, You do it then! The others shuffled their feet, averted eyes, and counseled tolerance. That's how he is. I looked once more at where the boy and I had been, at Doyle still sliding back and forth. At them, I started back to shore. For my final poem, first I would like to thank MD and all the staff here at the station uh, for having me, taking a chance on a stranger. Uh, the last poem, however, I would like to dedicate to Jared and Deborah Smith. Uh, who made this all possible. Uh, Jared is a simply marvelous poet and now a very dear friend. Jared's book, um, The Graves Grow Bigger Between Generations, 
marvelous book, absolutely marvelous book, and it too is full of light and dark. This poem sort of picks up on both of those, and it's an apt place to end. So thank you all, and uh, again, hello, Colorado. I'm really happy to be back here. This is called Reading Jared in the Middle of the Night. Sure, there's darkness, and because I too have gazed more than once at the eyes of dead men and women, and once even of a child, at the hard marbled nothingness of nothing, it would be reasonable to assume the darkness he speaks of is the darkness I am thinking of as page after page turns, pulling me down ever deeper into black sucking currents of everlastingness. Nothing can escape. Reasonable, sure, but wrong. I am thinking more of the stuff light is made of, like the moon in spring, like the songs of birds back from temperate climates, like even the bitchy rhetoric of crows let out for recess from winter's one-room schoolhouse. Darkness is there, all right, its nasty pincers clicking just outside these pages, and darkness has its charms. But reading Jared in the middle of the night snaps darkness like bone palms advancing toward the only end that matters, this incredible spillage of light. Thank you very, very much. <laughs>